You have questions? We have answers. We're two Southern moms on the backside of raising kids. And we have some things to say. We've lived life, made mistakes, and learned some lessons. Join us for answers to the questions you, you just, just want to ask your mom. mom. Hi, welcome to another Just Ask Your Mom podcast. I'm Bonnie Blaylock. And I'm Renee Sproles. And this is the third episode in our series called Cultivate. We're always saying that it's so much better to elevate what we're looking for in our children, the virtues, rather than squashing what we don't want, the vices. So with that in mind, we thought we'd take some time to talk about how we can cultivate character in our children through the years. And this week... Mm. what's our topic we're talking about patience yeah which is something we all (laughs) all probably need to practice more of but no one wants to Mm -hmm. throw back to the time i prayed for patience i'll never do that when emma was like three and houston was a baby and had the worst day of my life (laughs) and i was raising my fist at god why why (laughs) have you put me in this place and then i realized Every one of those awful experiences was an opportunity to exercise patience, and I failed miserably. <laughs> miserably. I, I, what I was thinking when I prayed for patience was, help my life be peaceful so I don't have to exercise patience. Exactly. I think that's what we, most of us pray for when we, or hope for when yeah. we pray for that. But God's going to say, okay, now here's some ways yeah. to practice it. <laughs> oh, so it's just some, you know, common proverbs about patience I thought were fun. Good things come to those who wait, Bonnie. A watched pot never boils. We've all heard that one. Mm -hmm. Rome wasn't built in a day. We have to learn to walk before we can run. And this one from Helen Keller, we could never learn to be brave and patient if there were only joy in the world. Hmm. That's a good one. Mm -hmm. The two most powerful warriors are patience and time. That's from Leo Tolstoy. Mm, That's a good one. Yep. So, all right, let's just jump in and talk about the what, why, and how of patience. What is it? Okay. So I just went looking on the interwebs for the definition of patience. And some common definitions include bearing pains or trials calmly or without complaint, manifesting forbearance under provocation or strain, not being hasty or impetuous, being steadfast despite opposition, difficulty, or adversity. And the word actually comes from the Latin root that means suffering, as in a patient in hospital. Right. So it's not really meant to be a pleasant practice, I guess, if you're Mm -hmm. suffering through something, you're suffering through waiting is generally what I think about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, But it's a learned skill. Right. We all have to learn it. We're not born with it. As you can imagine, newborns are born screaming for whatever they want Mm -hmm. right now. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, it just bears repeating. We've said this many times before. Certain personalities are predisposed to some of these virtues, Mm -hmm. and they're just actually kind of naturally good at it. But that doesn't give the rest of us a pass. Nope. We just have to work a little harder. Mm-hmm. But we'll all get there. We will. And it's helpful to realize that uh, when we're developing patience in ourselves or in our children, it's actually a conglomeration of several skills, including overcoming distraction, emotional regulation, delaying gratification. There's lots of things at work here to learn to successfully wait. Right. Pieces of this puzzle skills Mm -hmm. that have to all go together Mm -hmm. and we don't we never want to frustrate our children that's not our goal we but we do want to work with them in age appropriate and developmentally appropriate ways to help them learn that so like i just said an infant is going to cry they're not they don't care they're wet and they're hungry they want it right now which is appropriate for their age but our toddlers can wait a few minutes when they're wanting a snack 
Yeah. I mean, even um, Dottie Lou spent the night last night, even just when I'm carrying her around and she wants to just jump up in my arms and squirm out of my arms and jump up in my arms and squirm out. I just, I make her wait a second and ask for what Mm -hmm. she wants. Mm -hmm. I don't tell her she has to stay in my arms, but hey, what do you need? All right, ask for that. And then I give it to her. That's, that was 10 seconds. That's That's a 10 second exchange. And you know what that does? This is, (laughs) <laughs> Some people might flinch at the dog analogy, but I'm, we're just coming from a veterinarian family. So <laughs> this is where we get it. One of the very first commands a lot of dog owners teach their dog is that command. Wait. Yes. Because um, if you don't, you give them food, they rush to the bowl and they bolt, bolt their food down and get sick. Or you open the door to go outside and they bolt in front of you to go outside with no knowledge of health and safety or where you're going. Um it's a it's a health and safety issue. And what that teaches the dog and a child is to trust your timing. Mm, so good. And that's what we're all learning to do is to trust our father's timing mm-hmm. instead of our own. Oh, that's so good. It really, I mean, listen, there's so many overlays with dogs and kids. Mm-hmm. I know people don't like that. <laughs> listen, there's more pets in America than kids these days. I know. And that's why so many families in our our immediate circle, get the puppy first mm-hmm. to practice. Mm-hmm. And then pretty soon after that, well, guess what? We're pregnant. Yeah. It happens yeah. all the time. And you can't crate your kids, by the way. No, not recommended. No. <laughs> so, okay. So we want to teach our kids as they grow and develop how to be patient. And let's face it, Bonnie, we as moms face situations that try our patience on a daily basis. Absolutely. We want to try and get in the car seat and do it myself. I want to zip up my jacket myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they're climbing the walls. It's, it's been a really rainy week this week. Your oh. kids are stuck inside. Uh, you're on hold with customer service. The Wi-Fi is slow. I mean, there's all kinds of little irritants that try our patience. Mm-hmm. And then there's the big things, like when times are really hard, when finances are tight, when you get a bad report from a doctor, it's really hard to be patient. That's one of my worst things. Now that I'm in middle age, listen, every checkup is not just, woo, you're doing great. Like, go on, flourish in life. Little things come up and waiting Mm -hmm. for them to call me back, waiting for results. I don't like it. Right. It's hard. It's suffering. It's suffering. That's what what the word means. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I think we're really, especially maybe in my opinion, bad about this in America because... In America, like we're movers and shakers, we got things to do and places to go, people to see. Um, we have fast food mm-hmm. on every corner. Like customer service, how good it is, is measured by the wait time. They'll yeah. say that on the phone. Your wait time is now five minutes. Well, are you kidding me? Five minutes on the phone? <laughs> we'll just wait. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think, and we don't sit around the table. Like in our food episodes, mm-hmm. like in other some European countries where a, a lunch might last two and a half, three hours. And you're, you know, in America, we want it quick. We want it now because we're on to the next thing. Yeah. Eating in our cars. They're appalled teach, at us, aren't they? They are. And it doesn't teach, well, it doesn't teach a lot of things, but it doesn't teach patience for sure. Yeah. Or waiting. Yeah. So, so to quote the Brits, keep calm and carry on isn't just <laughs> quite enough to get us where we need to be in terms of patience. Um, so there's so much in scripture about patience, but we're just going to offer you a smattering of Proverbs and verses. Proverbs fifteen eighteen: hot tempers cause arguments, 
but patience brings peace. Mm-hmm. These are good ones for your little little ones to mm-hmm. maybe memorize, or if you're working on this at home, just stick these on your mirror and a post-it note. Love is patient and kind. It's not jealous or conceited or proud. It's not arrogant. First Corinthians 13. Mm-hmm. And James chapter 5, verse 8 says, You must also be patient. Keep your hopes high, for the day of the Lord's coming is near. That's big picture patience. Yeah, long term. Yeah, keep We're your all hopes waiting, high. Yeah. in a sense, all yeah. the time. Rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation, be constant in prayer, Romans 12, 12. So there's three things there that I think are not, um, it's not coincidental that they're linked. Hope and prayer and patience. Mm-hmm. They're all they're all working together. Um, I love this one, Proverbs fourteen twenty nine. Whoever is slow to anger has great understanding, but he who has a hasty temper exalts folly. So patience in terms of not getting angry really quickly. Forbearing with Mm -hmm. somebody else. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and there's the word patience, Mm -hmm. Colossians 3.12. So, you know, I always love to do like scripture and psychology because God made us and he is the best counselor for us. And again and again, Uh, modern science shows us what scripture is telling us. So why is patience worth cultivating? There were some really interesting articles um, on the internet uh, in terms of experiments or studies that have been done. And the first thing that uh, many of them noted was patient people enjoy better mental health. Mm -hmm. That's interesting to me. It is to me too, because it's suffering. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so how can you suffer and be mentally healthy? Well, think about what an impatient person looks like, which you had a great uh, image of this. <laughs> Red face, your head steaming, right? Mm-hmm. Veins popping out on the neck. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't even know what you're talking about. That never happens to me. Yeah, well, sure enough, according to a 2007 study by Fuller Theological Seminary professor Sarah Schnitker and UC Davis psychology professor Robert Emmons, patient people tend to experience less depression, fewer negative emotions, perhaps because they can cope better with upsetting or stressful situations. Yeah, they self-rate as more mindful and feeling more gratitude and more connection to others and feeling a greater sense of abundance. Oh my goodness. If you are more mindful and more patient, you've just learned to take a breath. Mm-hmm. You've learned to take a moment. You've learned to wait or to tell yourself to wait, that it's okay. You don't have to have it right now. Uh, yeah. Those are definitely skills and practices you have to do, the disciplines. I think the default of the human condition is to live in the past or live in the future. It's really hard to live in the present. Mm-hmm. And, and that's that mindfulness part. And that's that's why I'm impatient. It's like, okay, wait, I got, I'm thinking about the future. I sure. got this thing. I got this thing to do. I got this thing to do. Right. Or if I'm impatient with myself, oh, there you go again, mm-hmm. looking at the past, all mm-hmm. the times I've messed up and here we are again. That's right. Yeah. I, I think... Um, that's why grandparents are particularly awesome. Thank you. <laughs> In comparant, <laughs> comparison to the parent, because of what you just said, because mm-hmm. mom and dad are always looking for, oh gosh, the next thing on the schedule, we got to get dinner ready, we have to do all these things, things, household things that need to be done. But grandparents have enough space and time, they can, they can sit and snuggle in with a book. Oh yeah. They can play with a Lego set for an hour and on the floor and not have to worry about what's next. So it's uh, what an awesome gift yeah, for a kid. Oh, it really is. And an awesome example. And the, there's so many beautiful, cool things about 
parenthood, it comes with all of that where you do like, you can't just let the house go. Mm-hmm. You've got to pay the bills. You've got to, you know, keep the laundry done and all those things. And then you get every, you get all these beautiful moments with your kid. Yeah. And you, and you Glimpses. really learn like the, it's like the basic training of love. <laughs> yes. You know, where you're That's just a good way to put it constantly having to forgive. Cause uh-huh. like, you're having all these moments where you're like, Oh my goodness, you are being really difficult mm-hmm. right now. And you have to forgive again and again and again. And, uh, forbear with mm-hmm. one another. As a grandparent, yes, we've learned perspective, hopefully, that, you know, what's really important in life. And yet we also just get a pass. The circumstances, as you said, yeah, are just easier. Mm-hmm. It's great. Yeah, my house, Dottie Lou and I, we just spent three hours this morning doing whatever she wanted to do. Yeah. And we, I just was in the moment with her, knowing that I, I got the rest of the day put my house together that's right perhaps the west of the week I yeah mean, you only might see her one day this yeah. week so yeah yeah it, it's, you get a pass it's just such a beautiful it's a beautiful that's why intergenerational relationships are so powerful mm-hmm. you get all these um beautiful parts of human nature speaking into a, one your little person exactly so um again this uh professor schnitker um in 2012 she was trying to refine our understanding of patience, recognizing that it comes in many different stripes, which I thought this was really helpful. So she talks about interpersonal patience, uh, waiting out life's hardships without frustration and despair kind of patience, and then patience over daily hassles. So those aren't actually in the order of difficulty. So the daily hassles, then interpersonal patience, and then the big stuff, mm-hmm. the big hard stuff. And I just thought that was helpful to know because we can be hard on ourselves if we don't um, maybe think of it in terms of these kinds of categories. Maybe I'm much, much better over daily hassles and I'm learning to have more grace and patience in my relationships so that when the really big hard thing happens, I've laid the groundwork Mm. for that. Mm -hmm. Or maybe I'm kind of the opposite. I think I'm a little bit better with the bigger stuff. I'm, I'm okay with waiting for the big picture things but man on day-to-day basis I can really get short and snappy pretty quick if if I'm not getting my so interesting I hadn't thought about that that it might come in different orders for different people yeah wow I don't know why I don't know what what muscle you're exercising it's like small motor skills versus large motor skills in some way yeah that is really interesting so yeah so daily hassles would be like traffic jams long lines at the grocery store Interpersonal, this is super important because God's patient with us. So we always want to model his nature towards one another. Mm -hmm. And when she interviewed 400 undergraduates, she found that those who were more patient towards others also tended to be more hopeful in general and more satisfied with their lives. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Again. Who doesn't want that? Mm -hmm. And then the life's hardships, she just said... um, unsurprisingly courageous she called it courageous patience which I liked that term Mm, I like that too was linked to more hope in general so again just facets many facets of a diamond here Mm -hmm. moms right well it turns out patient people are better friends and better neighbors Mm. patience is kind of a form of kindness and we talked about cultivating kindness before or, or being kind. So think of that best friend who comforts you night after night over that heart heartache that just won't go away. Maybe you're struggling with infertility or, you know, a loss of someone or the grandchild who smiles through the story she's heard her grandfather tell countless times. Yeah. The research suggests that patient people tend to be more cooperative, more empathetic, more equitable, and more forgiving. Whew, that's a lot of dominoes falling there when you knock over the domino of patience. It is. So, hmm. 
This is kind of seeming like a cornerstone of a lot of things Mm -hmm. to me. Patient people even tend to be less lonely. I guess if they're a better friend and neighbor, you're going to have more friends (laughs) in your life. Um, Because generally, making friends requires a healthy dose of patience. Yeah. We tolerate each other's flaws more. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're late a couple times, I'm going to forgive you. I'm going to give you some grace. Uh, on a group level, patients might be one of the foundations of a civil society. Well, zoinks. <laughs> zoinks. <laughs> okay, Velma. <laughs> I'm not feeling too good about America right now. <laughs> right. Oh. Patient people are more likely to vote. I thought that was super interesting. I thought so Why too. Why is that? Because you're going to have to wait months or maybe years for your elected official to implement better policies. Yeah. And so you're thinking, it's okay. I'll go ahead and vote. Yeah. Hope for the future. That's That was interesting. So in a less civil society, when you're less likely to vote, where does that end up? Yeah. I mean, the, it's, it's interpersonally, the citizenry would not have um, invested in the future or be thinking toward the future based on what this is describing. Mm-hmm. And then I'm thinking on the other side of the coin, the politicians, they're running amok. If they're not, (laughs) they don't have people out here going, hey, here's what we're looking for. This is what we're shooting for here. Let's try to turn the ship a little bit. Uh Yeah, that was interesting. I loved this one. Number three, patience helps us achieve our goals. So typically, the, (laughs) the road to achievement is a long one. We're not overnight YouTube stars. We don't get a, you know, a million followers mm-hmm. overnight, generally. Um, and people who want to see immediate results may not be willing to have that patience to reach their goals. Um, you know, millennials have been critiqued for be- being unwilling to pay their dues for entry-level jobs or jumping from position to position rather than growing and learning. But you know what? I think we're all guilty of yeah. being impatient oh, in yeah. some areas I of our lives. Too. We should, the weight should come off faster. The, um, I mean, the, your kid, how many times have I got to yeah. tell you this? When are you going to learn this? You're not patient with, with people in all aspects of life or, or yourself. Oh yeah. Uh, like me trying to reach a goal. Oh yeah. Why can't I do this? Yeah. The negative self Why is self-talk. it taking so long? Mm-hmm. It's bad. So she, uh, Schnitker examined whether patients helped students get things done. So they completed five surveys over the course of a semester. These are college students. And patient people of all stripes reported exerting more effort towards their goals than other people did. Those with interpersonal patience, one of her three categories, in particular, made more progress toward their goals and were more satisfied when they achieved them, especially if their goals were difficult compared with less patient people. So interesting to me, again, so interesting that they're having more success, more relationships along the way. Mm. And better satisfaction when they get there. Right. Wow. Because you're less likely to go, just forget it. I'm thinking of a scorched earth behind just me in my it. 20s. Exactly. I am too. I'm reading this thinking, oh my goodness. <laughs> How many things did I just give up on mm-hmm. that if I had persevered with and been patient with myself and the process, I would be so much further down the road. Mm-hmm. It's kind of sad to think about. Yeah, I repent right now <laughs> for that. Wow. Mm. But like so many other of the virtues that we're to, exhorted to do, patience is linked to good health. Mm. Yeah. So um, there's emerging evidence that people were less likely to report health problems like headaches, acne, ulcers, 
diarrhea, <laughs> and pneumonia. Crazy to me. If you had told me that, I would have really worked on that because, like, the acne thing was a plague. Yeah. In my teens and 20s and 30s. Oh, my goodness. I, I bet it was linked. I can, oh, that cortisol. That perfectionism. The, the stress that comes oh, with it. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, here we go. Other research has found that people who exhibit impatience and irritability, characteristic of that type A personality, hello, raising my hand. <laughs> I know, I know, me too. Tend to have more health complaints and worse sleep. Yeah. Because of the stress that goes with it. Yeah. So, yeah, if patients can reduce our stress, then it's just reasonable to speculate that it could also protect us against stresses damaging health effects well duh i'm looking at you mutated dna (laughs) oh my goodness okay so how do we help our kids develop patience it's really important we've just laid the the foundation here there's so many wonderful benefits to being a patient person right and that's what we're trying to do is cultivate cultivate so reframe the situation feeling impatient is not just an automatic emotional response it involves conscious thoughts and beliefs too Mm. So if somebody comes, your friend is late to lunch, you can fume about that and their lack of respect. Or you can see those extra 15 minutes as an opportunity to do something while you wait. This is why I always, always bring a book to every, it's always with me because of this. (laughs) Oh, I can always read and then it's pleasant. Yeah. Yeah. And I had a friend who was chronically late and I was just like, you know what? I'm I'm in. They're going to be my friend. I would just kind of back into like when I actually wanted something to start. And I would tell them 30 minutes earlier. Uh-huh. <laughs> no problem. No, like there's no use in me getting mad. That's how they're going to be mm-hmm. until they decide they're going to change. So, yeah. So patience is linked to self-control, moms. Yes. So consciously trying to regulate our emotions can help train our self-control muscles. And motherhood is such a great mm. opportunity to work on yourself. Because if, if you're trying to get your kids to reframe the situation and you refuse to do that, well, they're that's just, never going to work. That's not going to work. They're just going to, they're going to do what they see you doing. Mm -hmm. So do it yourself as well. All right. Number two, practice mindfulness, which we mentioned at the beginning. Mindfulness is just a fancy way of saying you're learning to stay in the moment. So in one study, kids who did a six month mindfulness program in school became less impulsive and more willing to wait for a reward. Interesting. Oh yeah. I just saw this thing on the news. They were implementing this mindfulness now in more schools and they're, uh, especially inner city schools. Mm. And the gang violence went way down. The con- the impulsiveness, the need for retribution, all of that, way down. So what does this look like, moms, if you're trying to help your child be mindful? You want to just like literally just say, hey, let's take a breath. Mm-hmm. Let's breathe in a deep breath. Then let's notice how we're feeling. Remember the emotion wheel? I thought that would be a, yeah. a great opportunity. Pull out the emotion wheel. Let's name our feelings right now. Our feelings are giving us information. We just don't have to be enslaved to them. Yep. So are you angry? Are you overwhelmed? And then accept how you're feeling in the moment and then move on without giving in to the impulse to do like whatever, despair Mm -hmm. or lash out, hit your brother or sister, say ugly words. Mm -hmm. I think the breathing thing is so key and so easy. Oh, yeah. Who can't do that? We all have to do it. Mm -hmm. Just... It's not just a, um, a hyperventilation breathing, though. It is a in for 10, hold for 10, out for 10. I can't breathe in for 10. Have you ever tried to breathe in for 10 seconds? I have. It's I hard. 
Okay, do your, five. Your brother's a free diver. Do five. So you have like <laughs> you insanely this breath good lungs. For three minutes. No, that is not genetic. Yes, it is. I'm that's, saying I'm calling it genetic. That's practice. I, I think I can only breathe in for like five seconds, but I can hold it a good long time. Okay. Well, whatever your your top number is, <laughs> aim for that and hold it and then let it out. It's not this, you know, <laughs> panting. Yes. It's, <sighs> yeah. Belly breathing is what my Belly yoga breathing. instructor calls it. And she says, like, try to make your ribs move. Try to make your shoulders move okay. when you're breathing That's in. That's a great example because kids need something concrete mm-hmm. to learn to do that. So. And then, like, suck your belly in as you're holding it. And that helps your tummy muscles and then you slowly blow out Dottie Lou and I were doing some yoga poses this morning I was upside down and uh, down dog and she was like oh that's what we're doing and she's upside down (laughs) I mean they'll just follow you and do it she didn't I didn't have any big master plan they're just going to want to do what you do yeah so so yeah practice mindfulness Mm -hmm. also number three practice gratitude which was another one of our cultivate things so if you're Mm -hmm. already cultivating that you're a little bit ahead of the game Adults who were feeling grateful were also better at patiently delaying gratification. If we're thankful for what we already have, we're not desperate for more stuff or better circumstances immediately. Mm-hmm. Throwback to the time I decided to wait 30 days before buying anything on Amazon. Mm-hmm. So I'd put it in my cart, but I would make myself wait 30 days. And I don't remember how many times, probably at least half, I didn't want it after 30 days. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. No spend January. Are we bringing it back, David? I don't know. We need to talk about that. Maybe. (laughs) Yeah, I think we should. All right. And then speaking about delaying gratification, um, a skill required for patients is delayed gratification. That's skill number four. So gratitude helps you delay gratification. But let's just talk about delaying it. There's all kinds of situations where waiting and being patient pays off in the long run. Uh, Delayed gratification is associated with better quality relationships, higher education, Hmm. I guess because you're having to plot along and wait take those classes, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, career achievement, and a higher financial stability later in life, and general improvements in well-being. Right. When we're not demanding to have something right this now, right now, think of all the good things in life that we short circuit because we don't want to wait. We've talked about this before. Settling for porn instead of intimacy. Mm, Eating junk food instead of preparing a meal. Mm -hmm. All of those are indicators that, hmm, maybe yourself, your delayed gratification (laughs) could use a little tweaking. (laughs) Yeah, that's why fasting is such a great thing to add into your life from time to time I've been doing that for several years now off and on and I can tell you I still don't like it I'm not patting myself on the back I still don't want to do it every time it comes up to do it I don't want to do it and it's it really is just my own will exerting itself I want what I want and And that's a that's a great patience oh it's it's really really helpful really good Hmm. all right we can also show our children what patience looks like we are our children's first teachers and if we expect patience from them, we have to show them what it looks like. So share with them when you're struggling with your emotions. Say it out loud. Yeah. I'm trying to be patient. I'm, this is practice mindfulness. Take a breath. Here's how I'm feeling. I'm going to try to be patient with you. I, mm-hmm. I would try to name the virtue a lot of times with my kids, especially when I was trying to be um, merciful. Yeah. And not, like not punishing for something. Right. Like I'm, I'm showing you mercy. I'm not going to, we're just going to move on. That's really good and really concrete. Not to mention teaching great vocabulary words. (laughs) True. 
<laughs> but yes, to say that we're standing in the grocery line and and to verbalize that. Yeah. Wow, it's really hard to sit and wait here in line with all these people ahead of me and how busy it is in here. How, what can we do to be patient? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Which which just moves us on to our next one. Give them something to do. In particular, um, mm. psychologists recommended puzzles just because it takes time to right? finish them. It does. That cultivates it. Um, or word searches or mm-hmm. games like that for older kids. Dot to dot. Anything where you're going to have to wait for a minute to get to the end versus... A quick hit video game. Yes. The apps. Oh my goodness. The apps. Um, Also use a timer for sense of scale. So this was one we really did a lot. We did too. So we had the little kitchen timer where they could see it moving, Mm -hmm. you know, the mechanical timer. I know a lot of moms, probably most of you listening, use your phone timer. That's fine. They can see the countdown and kind of understand. But um, yeah, for everything from a timeout, you know, I'm going to come check on you yeah. in five minutes. Here we go. To just like blanket time, learning to sit on a blanket for five minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Playpen time. Um, taking turns with Take, siblings yeah. or when we are going to have to leave to go to the next place. We're going to have to leave the play place in five minutes. <laughs> Here it is. Yes. Critical. That's yeah. really not fair to just jerk them out of a fun adventure mm-hmm. without any warning. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really hard. Even waiting in the mornings when they wake up. If they're going to wake, if they're early risers and you, you're you not up for that, especially a little bit older kids, four, five, six, when they can start to know what the numbers look like, mm-hmm. have them look at the clock and wait Yeah, before they come yeah. out of their room or call for you. Yeah. Ours had to um, wait in their bed till the clock turns six. Now they can have books or things, you know, they're just not yeah, they're sitting not laying there. <laughs> stiff as a board. No. <laughs> but yeah, we, we definitely were like, mm, I need from five to six so you can come out at six Mm -hmm. and having them learn that early on is great it's great for a lot of things oh it is for being okay with being by yourself for learning to entertain yourself Mm -hmm. all all, so many skills there and we would tell our kids also well they just don't have a sense of time so that's just a concrete example like we've talked about for the little ones yeah yeah um but self-control and patience seem to be cousins so that Mm -hmm. little trick of telling them fold your hands and get some self-control fold your hands and be patient and it kind of centers their energy into this concrete. It's like a mindfulness move. It is. Yeah. I always we called it a magic that. trick, but now, I, which jokingly, I knew it wasn't magic, but it seemed like magic. Yeah, it, it works, I don't know, eight out of 10 times mm-hmm. for them to just, oh, okay, settle Ooh. down, focus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So try that. Do that myself some. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> also a fun one, Bonnie. Play lots of family board games. I thought that was such an interesting connection because you're taking turns. Yeah. You have to practice paying attention, not zoning out mm-hmm. when it's not your turn. That's caring about other people mm-hmm. and how their turns are going, which was a thing. Yeah. A lot of times my two would be like, oh, it's not my turn. I don't really care. And we're like, no, no, you got to pay attention. Yeah. yeah. To what everyone else is doing and be inv- interested in them, invested mm-hmm. in them. And a lot of times if it's like a strategy thing. Hurry up, hurry up. Yes. (laughs) Go already. Or No, 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 none of that. We're letting them have their time. Sorry, where you get sent back home. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're almost around the board. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's so hard. We love that game. (laughs) Our our sorry game is falling apart. It is so tattered. So you can also um, cook or bake or grow something with them. Mm -hmm. Nothing teaches delayed gratification like 
baking, cooking, and gardening. They have to follow all these steps in the recipe. You can't skip ahead. You can't leave one out because you're too, too much of a hurry before they get to that. And then you got to set the oven timer. There's the timer again. Uh-huh. It's going to be 30 minutes before we can have these cookies or whatever it is. You got to let them cool down. They're hot as lava when they come out. <laughs> That's right. So also in the garden, you plant those seeds, but months or weeks may pass before you can pick that giant pumpkin. So spend time each week getting them to help you in the kitchen. Put some bean seeds in a cup on the windowsill because you're not only teaching life skills, but they're Mm -hmm. practicing patience. Absolutely. And also um, encourage them to save money. Um, That's a really good patience skill. Um, So we did the, I think we've talked about this on our money podcast before. We had a bank where it was giving, saving, spending. So they they had to set some aside to give, set some aside to save, and then the rest they could they could spend. And so that's just a great skill, saving for a big purchase. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then sometimes we would do a matching, like a 401k, <laughs> you know, if they were saving for something big to encourage them along the way. But yeah, integrate it into any time you're using money. That's a great idea. And then you're also doing that same thing like your Amazon cart. Yes. Maybe after they've saved all this money, they mm-hmm. realize I don't really want that because mm-hmm. it took me a long time. What else can I look around for? Yeah. And their interests have changed. Yeah. In that amount of time. So it kind of limits the stuff. I'm in the thinking house about too. all the times they wanted to buy something I thought was just junk, mm-hmm. but they'd saved for it. And I, I had to honor that. Yep. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yep. It was their own lesson. It also. Does it go without saying? I don't know if it goes without saying. Avoid too much gaming or access to apps. Um, They're out there. They're going to happen. You're going to have them in your house probably. But just set some limits. They're addictive and they contribute to the constant impatience and the constant need to be doing something at all times instead of just being still and waiting. And I do empathize with you young moms. We didn't have this um, as young moms, you know, phones and apps with like on the smartphones came out, like when our kids were halfway raised. Mm -hmm. And so as a mom, you know, I've, I've noticed when I have Dottie by myself, uh, I can see how it would be so nice to be connected to something else. Mm. You feel like your brain's melting from just working with a toddler, but um, it's not good for us either. So, you know, I've watched Emma set, um, you can set a timer on your phone for the a limitation mm-hmm. for, and it pops off. I've seen it pop up when I've been with her. You've reached your limit. Yep. Do you want to override, you know? So setting limits for yourselves, certainly setting them for your children. Absolutely. And delay, delay, delay as much as you can. I liked this piece of advice, um, using reflective listening. Young children don't have words to express what they're feeling, but you can help them verbalize. So like you just said, Bonnie, in the checkout line, just say, I know it's hard to wait. This is taking a long time, but you're doing a great job. If you acknowledge their struggle, if you encourage them, they're naturally going to try harder. Mm-hmm. Who doesn't like being told you're doing yeah, great? That's great. Do- pediatrician visits, you know, anytime oh, you're stuck, yeah. you're just stuck somewhere, yeah. sitting in traffic. Yeah, that's so great to acknowledge that. And you're being so patient. Use that word again. Yes. Tell them point what it is. out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, point it out. Well, keep your expectations reasonable. If you're going to ask your preschooler to wait an hour for food, that's probably too long. Your punishment will fall upon you. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) 
So if you're out at a restaurant, which we always did this, ask if your server can bring you bread or crackers as soon as you sit down or bring some yourself if you know that's probably not possible. Have a book or some kind of quiet game. They usually have placemats or coloring sheets. Like help them, set them up for success. Yes. Yeah. Have reasonable expectations. You know, the the eight-year-old can wait longer than the three or four-year-old. And, and so you want to keep moving in the direction of more and more patience, but don't frustrate your child. Paul writes to fathers, don't exasperate your children. That's yeah. exasperating them. It is. And, and um, part of that is just kindness to others around you too. Oh, you're going yeah. out to eat to be together, ostensibly, right? Or you're having people in your home to be together. So it's okay for your child to learn. We're going to wait a little bit for everyone to be seated first. Mm-hmm. We're going to wait a little bit at the end of the meal and not just get, okay, I'm done. Yes. To be kind and courteous to others around us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, w- we would let our two-year-old down from the table just a couple of minutes after they were finished. But our five-year-old might have to sit five or ten minutes. And our eight-year-old had to sit 20 or 30. Mm-hmm. Especially if it was... Um, a special meal with grandparents we didn't see very often. Right. That's um, not unreasonable. You're going to sit around the table mm-hmm. and and listen to the conversation and join in. And they did pretty good at that. Good job, guys. I'm thinking back. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was really beautiful to yeah. see them invest in those relationships. Sometimes it takes longer for older people to finish their meal. Or maybe a, another young mom at the table has to have to get up a several times mm-hmm. to deal with their own child. So everyone's going to be able to finish together and we're going to let them. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I thought this was really helpful. The psychologist said, give them information. So instead of just answering your child's repetitive, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we get there yet? By going soon, <laughs> we'll get there when we get there. Answer with information. If you know how long it will take, give the number of hours and minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, we, I got this, I don't know, from some parenting tip I don't know maybe I got it on the internet when we would take a really long road trip we would have a bag of fun Mm. activities and I would pull one out every hundred miles yep so that's about every a little bit more than an hour Mm -hmm. hour and a half and depending on how fast (laughs) (laughs) and that helped kind of break the time up or like we made um, construction paper links at Christmas time Oh, yeah. To count down the days to Christmas. Again, a great concrete example. Yeah. Yeah. Um, We would do, you had in your notes that, you know, you never, never, never say that you're going to Disney World before you actually have to say that you're going to (laughs) Disney World because you're going to get this. It's exciting. Mm -hmm. Or Christmas. You know, Mm -hmm. they know Christmas is coming up, but... When is Christmas? How many more days until Christmas? But the co- the links that you did, yes, um, construction paper links. That's a, a great example. Or we used to say, "All right, it's, it's two sleeps away." Yeah. Or Christmas is twelve sleeps. Or if there's a nap in there, maybe it's twenty four sleeps <laughs> away. So we're going to count down to that. <laughs> right. Um, something that they know. If they don't know time, that's how they're measuring it. Yeah, that's all. That's really really helpful. And also, there's tons of good stories out there about patients. Um, a couple of books that were recommended um, that were published more recently, weren't, they weren't ones that we read to our kids, but Waiting is Not Easy. It's an elephant and piggy book. Uh, we've recommended another book by Mo Willem mm-hmm. in, on here before. So this is a slightly neurotic elephant, Gerald, and his eternally optimistic foil, Piggy. Piggy has a surprise for Gerald, but Gerald has to wait all day to receive it. 
and Gerald begins his wait with initial excitement. Then he feigns indifference, and then he fusses, and he complains, and in a few dozen words, moves through the entire range of human emotions that we experience when we're forced to wait. (laughs) And the conclusion of the book is that some things are clearly worth waiting for, and that's a good reminder for our kids and us. Oh, absolutely. I think in our culture today, there isn't much that we think is worth waiting for, Mm -hmm. but there are some things. Yep. Uh, there's also the book called Waiting by Kevin Hanks. It was 2015. It's a Caldecott honors book, which is great. And these little toys are sitting on a windowsill waiting patiently for things to happen. And they do. But the real action of the book, which is what's so cool about it, is the, what the toys experience while they wait. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, for Christians, our whole lives are in some ways a time between times, waiting for God's leading, waiting for Christ's return. waiting for our eternal lives to begin after death. So that book, Waiting, is a sweet and gentle reminder that joy and meaning can be found in the in-between times. Yeah. Um, Right now, we're currently in the traditional church season of Advent, which is a season that exactly focuses on waiting. Dietrich Bonhoeffer wrote that, For the greatest, most profound, tenderest things in the world, we must wait. Mm. And if you think about that, carrying growing a baby, sitting by someone's last moments at the end of their life, waiting for that diagnosis, waiting for a marriage or friendship to blossom, learning how God and prayer works. All of those things require pretty much just waiting. Mm. The waiting for Christmas morning, which to us, we're waiting for Emmanuel Mm -hmm. to come in Advent season, can be a great training ground for learning to wait. So for older kids, there's so many great Advent devotionals that you can go through to um, really play up that goodness and the hope that is in the waiting. I love that. Love that. And just, I kind of was trying to do a brain dump. Okay, what Bible stories are about waiting? Can you believe it's this season and that one did not come to my mind? (laughs) What is wrong with me? Oh my goodness. Sometimes I wonder about myself. So I was thinking like Noah building the ark for a hundred years or Abraham and Sarah waiting for their promised baby for 10 years. Or Joseph waiting in prison. Uh, There's all kinds of waiting stories in scripture. So don't underestimate your kid's ability just to sit and listen to a chapter of Mm -hmm. the Bible. It's really cool to watch. Talk about that. How hard it was. Mm -hmm. How hard it must have been for them to wait. Wandering in the wilderness for 40 years. Yeah. All of those things. What do you think they did? Yeah. To pass the time. And right. you can get kind of imagination going in there and yes. make it fun. Or just like I'm thinking the manna, manna again. Yeah. Patience with that. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> so um, as we close, let's just ask a couple of questions to ourselves and to you moms who are listening. How does your impatience manifest itself? Because we all are different. God's made us all differently with different personalities. So sometimes when we're impatient, it shows up as anger. Sometimes it's annoyance, sarcasm, judgment, or discontentment. Right. And, and what is the root of all of those things? Just take a moment, do your five-second breathing, <laughs> and ask yourself, where is this coming from? Is this because I'm proud mm. or because I have to have control because it's just uncomfortable mm. or I'm afraid of something because I just want my way? Or I don't trust that somebody else is going to do it the way I want it done. Mm. All of those things can cause impatience. And none of them are good for you or anyone else. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, Eric Raymond at Gospel Coalition had a great article on patience. Um, he quoted that First Corinthians thirteen four verse that you read at the beginning. Uh, Love is patient. Mm. And what does that mean? When we think of patience, we may think of the word tranquil or peaceful. This is a good start for us. However, the word is nuanced a bit to involve some type of opposition or perhaps even suffering. This is important because it means that when the heat gets turned up around us or within us, we can take it. We don't lash out. We don't give up and we don't lose it. When we think about patience, we have to think about God himself. He said to be very patient when we're provoked. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love. So true. The Lord passed before him and proclaimed, The Lord, the Lord, a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness. Yeah, so when asked to reveal who he is, that's what God chose to say about himself. Yep. So... You can do it. <laughs> you can. We can cultivate patience in ourselves and in our children and just with these little practices, little by little. You're yeah. building beautiful lives full of hope, full of interpersonal connections, full mm-hmm. of goals that will be reached. Right. And be patient with cultivating patience. Is this going to take one time when you tell your kid to do it and, and the next day they're going to have it down? No. Right. It's okay. a long journey. Be patient with the process and be patient with yourself. Yeah. Take the long view. Take the long view. As always. Mm-hmm. So we will have uh, resources that we've mentioned on our website at justaskyourmom.com. And please connect with us on Facebook and Instagram and take five seconds to rate and review our podcast and share it with your friends and family. I just talked to a friend today who said she shared it with all her mom friends in Tullahoma. I was like, oh, thanks. Oh, yay. That's so exciting. <laughs> we pray for you all and, and just um, are asking God to bless bless you in your journey and that this information would be encouraging and helpful to right, you. Some way helpful. Yeah. So if you have some topic suggestions, we would love to incorporate those too. So send them to us. Just ask your mom podcast at gmail.com. And we'll see you next time on Just, just ask, ask Your Mom. mom.